This is The Green Desk on 95BFM. Today on The Green Desk, I spoke to Kevin Morin from Save Our Springs about Te Waikorapupu Springs, which are currently the subject of a water conservation order being challenged in the Environment Court. Located close to Takaka in Golden Bay, they're the largest freshwater springs in New Zealand and contain the clearest water found in the world outside of Antarctica, reaching up to 81 metres of visibility, which is just two metres short of the theoretical maximum for water clarity. The iconic blue-tinted waters are recognised as a wahitapu by the Māori Heritage Council and are of great culture and, su- and spiritual significance to local iwi Ngāti Tama, Te Ateawa and Ngāti Rārua. One of the three main tanifa of Aotearoa, Huriawa, is said to call the springs her home. To preserve the pristine waters, fishing, swimming and boating are prohibited. However, concerns from the impact of neighbouring farming practices has seen a movement in recent years to acquire a water conservation order for the springs. The application made by Ngāti Tama and Andrew Yule was accepted in 2017, However, it took until the 17th of March this year for the Special Tribunal to release their recommendation report. In response to that, 10 parties lodged further proceedings in the Environment Court, some challenging the Tribunal's report as being too strict and others thinking it's not restrictive enough. Save Our Springs is one of the the parties appearing in court later this year calling for improvements to the draft order. Kevin Morin began by telling us why Te Waikorokupupu Springs are worth protecting. Some of the purest water, definitely the purest water in New Zealand. There's one other place in New Zealand which has got comparable waters. It's a three-day tramp in there to see it. So for most people, this is the clearest water they're ever going to see in their lives. Absolutely stunning. And it's a waiatapu. It's a sacred place. It holds a presence there, a spiritual presence. So it's just so special. 90,000 visitors a year come there and it's in danger, needs protection. And so what is a water conservation order and what effect does it have? Uh, It gives the highest level of protection to a body of water that you can get in New Zealand and it's only given to places which are unique. So Te Waikorapupu, the water conservation order, has said it is unique, it's a special place and it fulfils all the requirements to get a water conservation order. So that's all signed, sealed and dusted. What it actually does is then what's in the water conservation is put in the regional management plan and the water conservation order kind of overrules the local plan. So it's got to be put in when the Tasman District Council creates their regional plan. I understand that you guys have been fighting this battle for a couple of years, this water conservation order process, but it seems to me like a a no-brainer that something that is the clearest water in the country would be subject to something like this, and just kind of wondering why that hasn't already happened. Everybody says this, you know. Everybody looks at Te Waikorapupa and says, what, you're pouring nitrate in there? You're joking. You have 14 farms up there, pouring nitrate in, into it. And, and it's just that it should be protected by a water conservation order is n- a no-brainer. I don't think anyone's ever come and argued to me that there shouldn't be a water conservation order. But what they do is they say, oh, yes, there should be a water conservation order, but this shouldn't be in here and that, and we should be able to do the other. And so they take the guts out of it and um, they water it down. 
so to speak. And that really is the, the position of the Tasman District Council, who have always given lip service to the fact that, yes, we want a water conservation water. We, we're right for it. We want it as much as you do, but... And then the buts come in. And buts at the moment means that if the Tasman District Council gets its way, that the actual amount of nitrate allowed at Te Waikorapuku will, will, will skyrocket. At the moment, the tribunal has set a level of 0.44. At the moment, it's tracking at 0.52, which is an 8% increase since the tribunal set. So it's just escalating upwards. But the council wants to make it a higher level to set it at 5.2 or whatever the level is when the water conservation is finally gazetted and comes into law. I understand that it limits some of the future activities that can take place at the springs, but it doesn't affect existing permits. And I was wondering if there were any such permits in this case. There are existing permits, and you're right, Bronnie, they're not affected by the Water Conservation Order. It's only new permits which can be affected. But this Water Conservation Order, or the changes that the Tasman District Council are wanting to put in, will open the door and allow this 70% increase in water extraction that the council is saying that farmers can have. So that's a major concern, absolute major concern, because the more water which taken out, it concentrates all the nitrates in a smaller area of water, and it also can put pressure on farmers because they get more water, they've got to pay for all the equipment and to pump it and all this, so they've got to get that money back from somewhere. So it's reasonably likely that it'll lead to an intensification of farming which will lead to greater pollution. Following the special tribunal's findings, there were 10 appeals made, some because it was too restrictive and others because it was not restrictive enough. How would you at Save Our Springs change that recommendation? What we're specifically concerned about is one section of the water conservation order. We found it was a very good water conservation order, so we're in there to protect it and to defend it. But there was this one passage where I think the tribunal tried to please too many people at once, and they made a provision that if the amount of nitrate going out, if it goes down to a particular level, 0.44, and it stays there for three years, at that point, the farmers can apply for more water. Now, specifically, we're saying take that clause out. We don't want the farmers to be able to apply for more water for the reasons I've already given you, that it will damage the aquifer and lead to an intensification of farming. I think that's really interesting how you touched on that, trying to please too many people at one time, because that was something that I was thinking about. Surely if it seems that some think it's too restrictive and others think it's not restrictive enough, it would seem that they've found a good compromise, right? Sort of striking that middle ground. But I was wondering what you kind of feel about this idea of compromise, especially for environmental issues. It's an absolutely great question because... Um, you, you, sometimes you try and please everybody and you end up pleasing nobody. And what we're actually dealing here is, is an utterly unique uh, water system. And to actually compromise on this one is going to endanger the whole system and uh, the whole environment, the water conservation order itself. So compromise is good in some situations, but in other situations, it's not good. Every one of the four groups, we say about springs, the applicants, Nati Tama and Andrew Yule, Forest and Bird, and the Department of Conservation, they're all coming in to protect the water conservation order, and none of them want to take any more water. So we're a united stand on that point. Yes. Yeah, so you raise the fact that Save Our Springs are not the only ones contesting it. No, we're not, no. So 
There were 10 at the beginning. The Department of Conservation has come in since then. There's Forest and Bird as well that have come in since that point. So you have groups like the Tasman District Council. You have various farming groups like Federated Farmers, Fonterra. You've got those groups that are coming in and saying, we want more water and we want less restrictions. And for different reasons, they have got their concerns and that's got to be respected. However, what Save Our Springs is saying is you don't need more water. They can farm differently and there'll be less nitrate leaching, less greenhouse gas emissions that end up with less cows and end up with more profits. Because this is a false message which has come out, which is more is better. But in fact, you can farm differently using less surrogation, less cows, less nitrate fertiliser, and you end up, in the mix of the whole thing, making more money. And we've got expert evidence on this, and that's what we'll be bringing. We'll put a submission in, and in there is the evidence we have in, in terms of a, a land care study that was done in the Takaka Valley on a farm in the, in the recharge area of the aquifer, and it has that evidence in there. It's a scientific study, so that's it's at the guts of our submission. But on top of that, we've got Alison Jews. She's coming in to offer expert evidence, and we're really looking forward to She's a good woman, and she's very well known in New Zealand circles. We also need legal argument with that. And so we are employing a legal team to come in and prepare strong legal evidence to bring to the Environment Court to say that what we're saying is true, and it's legally true, that farmers do not need more water, that they can farm differently, which is far more friendly to the environment, and at the same time, make more money. Just to kind of preempt what I imagine the other side might be arguing, Waikorapupu Springs produce 14,000 litres of water a second, which is approximately the equivalent of 40 bathtubs. So wouldn't they argue, you know, there's plenty of water to go around, and why wouldn't you agree with that point of view? When you extract water, there's a number of consequences. So the amount of water in the aquifer uh, decreases. So you've got nitrate, which is more concentrated in there. So I've been doing this three years. It's gone from uh, 0.4 to 0.52, which is a 30% increase. And quite frankly, it's scandalous. It's disgusting. All this time, the Tasman District Council has had the legal obligation to maintain or improve the waters of Te Waikarapupu. They have done nothing, absolutely nothing. It's disgraceful. And, you know, legally, they're in jeopardy. You know, they're actually breaking the law at the moment. And so will a conservation order increase those legal duties and, and legal consequences for people breaching those rules? That's a national rule. It will come into the conservation order, and it, but it's actually, it, it's right across New Zealand that councils must maintain or improve the waters that was brought in by the government. I was thinking about just the way we think about places like this, right, and, and how the way we think about it affects ultimately the, the decision-making and the sort of protection that mm. we offer them. For example, yes. thinking about Te Waikorupupu just as a water source, you know, just as yes. a resource rather than its intrinsic yes. value as an entire whole, as a wahitapu, as a unique ecosystem. And I wondered what your thoughts on that were. Look, that's brilliant. I mean, you're right. It's in the language and you've got certain group in our society who look at water as a resource rather than as having an intrinsic value in what it is in itself. It's it's the source of life. Without water, we've, we've had it. And without good water, we, you know, our health is going to be affected. And already across New Zealand, people's health is going to be affected by the amount of nitrate in the water. So... 
You're right. Is it a resource or is it something like clean water, clear water, water we can swim in? The natural state of rivers, is that something that we should aim for and that we should put first or should we just use it as a resource? And certainly I would see it as the intrinsic value of Te Waikaropupu. It's not helpful to see it as a resource because it's a human-centric way. It's putting humans first in the whole thing. What can we get from it? Rather than saying, hey, here's a, a hundreds and hundreds of thousand-year-old aquifer and springs. There are stegofauna little creatures in there. We don't know. It's, it's, it's very likely there's unique ecosystems in there that are nowhere else in the world. And we're going to destroy that by dumping nitrate in there. And yeah, I'm saying no. Lots of other people, you know, saying absolutely no, you're not going to destroy this. You're not going to just see it as a resource. You're going to see it as something precious, a waiatapu, a special place. Our friends at uh, Nantitama, who we um, really respect in the role of kaitiaki, um, are very, very clear about the whole idea of water coming from the mountain to the sea. And the water is a barometer. Clear water means healthy people and and healthy life and healthy land, but dirty water, polluted water means polluted people. The whole thing is kind of tied up together in a holistic way, not just as a resource. That was Kevin Moran from Save Our Springs talking about the water conservation order for the Waikorupupu Springs. That was The Green Desk on 95 BFM. Tihei Modi order.